Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Okay, so we're in week two of In Him. This series is a series on the book of Colossians, and uh, Paul preached, so each week we've got four four weeks in January. Each week we're looking at one chapter. Paul did a fabulous job, magnificent job last week looking at Colossians chapter one. If you weren't here and you missed it, you're going to want to podcast it because it was a great message. This week we're looking at Colossians chapter two. And you know, you could read Colossians three this week because then you'd come to church next week knowing what we're going to be talking about. So there's just a little plant, a little seed to be planted. Colossians, as a book, is all about the supremacy of Jesus. And that's why we've called this series In Him, because He is supreme over everything, everything, and we find what we need in Him. That's where you're going to get it. You won't get it from all sorts of other places. You're going to get it in him. Colossians 1.17 says, He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. What an amazing verse of scripture. It is all about Jesus. It's always been all about Jesus. It will always be all about Jesus. He is at the center and everything flows from him. So what we want you to do in this series is to get a full and clear picture of Jesus. We want you to to hear about him, but not just hear about him. We want you to see him. We want you to experience him. We want you to understand him more because it all it's all about him and it all comes from him. Now, I can't think of anything that will set your year up better than seeing him and knowing him more. He is the mystery. He is the miracle. He is the secret that everyone's looking for. It's Jesus. So I've got three in hymns. Are you ready? Here's the first one. In him, this is all from Colossians 2, in him are wisdom and knowledge. So the Colossian Christians were being troubled by some teaching that told them to seek wisdom and knowledge apart from Christ. They were being told the lie that there was some secret truth out there that they needed to find apart from Christ. That there was a mystery out there and you can't find salvation without it. So that that was the teaching that was coming. And so Paul wrote this letter and he said, Church, in him are all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. In him. It's not found apart from Christ. It is found in Christ. Colossians 2 says this, I want you woven into a tapestry of love. How beautiful is that? In touch with everything there is to know of God. Then 
You will have minds that are confident and at rest because they're focused on Christ, God's great mystery. All the richest treasures of wisdom and knowledge are embedded in that mystery and nowhere else. And we've been shown that mystery. What a great scripture. Is there anyone here today who would like to have a mind that is confident and at rest? Yeah? Yeah, I think all of us would. I mean, how many of us spend more time than we care to admit with a mind that is running too fast, stressed, and anxious. Anyone? Mm-hmm. A mind that is confident and at rest is found, this scripture tells us, in Him. It's found by focusing on Jesus. It's found in chasing after Jesus. It's found in gaining a better understanding of Jesus. Wisdom and knowledge are found in Him. 1 Corinthians 1 says this, but to those called by God to salvation, both Jews and Gentiles, that includes us, Christ is the power of God and he is the wisdom of God. He is the wisdom of God. That means he knows the path you should be taking. Some of you are thinking, I'm not sure what to do. He knows the path you should be taking. He knows the best decision for you to be making. He knows the future. He knows your future. He knows what's going to happen next week. He knows what's going to happen next year. Do you know? I don't want to be making decisions based on my own understanding, my own ideas, my own wisdom, because I need his wisdom. Some of us spend our lives making decisions that are just based on our wisdom and our understanding. You know, Proverbs 3 tells us, don't be impressed with your own wisdom. That's what it says. He is the one who I must seek to find wisdom, to find success. Proverbs 2 says this, for the Lord grants wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. And sometimes it's a whisper, that wisdom that we need. Sometimes it's a whisper inside where we think, where we feel the Holy Spirit come and say, do this or don't do that. Has anyone experienced that? Yeah? Has anyone ignored it? Does anyone feel annoyed about them that when they do that? Yeah, I did that last week. I did it when I just spent hours and hours on our budget, and I'm talking hours and hours, probably 10 hours, and uh, it's in the cloud, it's online, in the cloud, right? And I updated my iOS. Bad idea. And before I pressed yes, I felt the whisper of God say to me, do not do that. Because if you do that, you're not gonna be able to open your budget. Do you know what I did? I pressed yes. So therefore, when I went to look at my budget, the little icon has this cross on it. Who loves the little cross? That means you can't no longer get into that because they stopped supporting it. Hallelujah. (laughs) 
That is one simple little confession from Mel to you of why you should listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. I don't always ignore him, but sometimes I do because I'm a human. <laughs> but at other times, I do what he says and it all goes well for me. Wisdom's found in him. How do we know the right thing to do over a specific issue? Because, you know, making a decisions can keep us up at night. We can feel uneasy, fearful, unsure. Should I go that way? Should I do this? Should I say yes? Should I say no? And sometimes it's a whisper. Sometimes God speaks to us through his word. I went out on my prayer walk during the week and I said to God, I'm not sure what to do about this. And I came home and I started reading the Bible and this, this is what I read. My counsel to for you is simple and straightforward. These are the words in the word. Just go ahead with what you've been given. And I, I kept reading and the Holy Spirit said, stop, go back. You know how you just said you don't know what to do? This is the answer right here. My counsel for you is simple and straightforward. Sometimes it's just like that. Just go ahead with what you've been given. And I went, thank you God. It all comes from him. Because he knows, I don't know. It's found in him. It's found in focusing on him. Colossians 2 says, everything of God, 2.9, everything of God gets expressed in him so you can see and hear him clearly. You don't need a telescope, a microscope, or a horoscope. You can see and hear him clearly. He wants you to see and he wants you to hear. You don't need a telescope. He's not so far away from you that you need a telescope. You don't need a microscope because he wants to be so quiet that you can't. He doesn't want you to hear. You're so little. And you certainly don't need a horoscope to see and hear him. He's there. He wants to show you the path, the right way, the answer you are searching for. Sometimes it's to keep going. That's what he said to me. Sometimes it's to change what you're doing. Sometimes it's... Just trust me. Sometimes his answer is what you want to hear. Who likes that? Who's happy when that happens? And sometimes it's not what you want to hear. Oh, really, God? Who likes that? No. It doesn't matter. Success is found by listening to him and remaining in him. I had, I had a conversation yesterday with someone and because I had, to have a di I had a difficult conversation during the week, and I said to this person, you know, it's more important, it's way more important that I do the right thing, not the easy thing. Things, he sometimes says, this is what you need to do. Really? It's not easy, God, I know. But it's right. Some of you have to do the right thing, not the easy thing. Proverbs 8 verse 1 says, listen as wisdom calls out. Listen, hear as understanding raises her voice on the hilltop, along the road. She takes her stand at the crossroads. What a great scripture. She takes her stand at the crossroads. She cries out, she's there. That means when we are at a crossroad, and some of you here today are at a crossroad, if we are open to hearing his voice, we will hear wisdom speak to us 
at the hard time when we're standing there and we go, do I go this way or this way? We, we will hear, you are not alone at your crossroad. You are not abandoned. Jesus wants to meet you at every crossroad and give you the answer you need. In Jesus' name, today. In Jesus' name. Gabby, I saw you yesterday when I was praying and you had, this is strange. I'm just going with what I got. You had, you were putting things into piles, different piles, and you'd been given an incredible opportunity, but with that comes responsibility. And you were making decisions, and the decisions that you were making were going to affect other people. And you felt a little unsure about it, but God wants you to know that he is with you, and the decisions that you make are going to be the right decisions, because he's going to speak to you clearly and show you which pile to put things in. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Stu, you... (laughs) There are some unexpected things coming, but you, but you know how to hear the voice of God. This is so simple, but you were right there when I was praying yesterday too, and you will hear the voice of God saying, this is the way, walk in it. It's going to be like this at some points, and you're going to think, oh, wow, what do I do now? This is the way, walk in it. It will be very clear, very, very clear for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Wisdom. He is the Wisdom. He is the knowledge of God. It comes from Him. In Him is wisdom and knowledge. The second point is in Him is power and authority. Power and authority. Too many Christians spend their life beaten up figuratively, figuratively, I can't even say that word, that one, speaking, figuratively, no. Move on, Mel. Okay, this is the second time I've preached today, so it's all good. <laughs> they, they spend their lives beaten up, in a way, by condemnation, fear, accusation, torment, guilt, oppression. And the thing about it is that they're not living out of what Jesus has already done. Colossians 2.15 says this, Then Jesus made a public spectacle of all, all the powers and principalities of darkness, stripping away from them every weapon and all their spiritual authority to, and power to accuse us. By the power of the cross, Jesus led them around as prisoners in a procession of triumph. He was not their prisoner. They were his. They were his. Yep, 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 yep. When Jesus died and rose again, he changed everything. It is done. It is done with a capital D-O-N-E. Ephesians tells us this. It says that Jesus has the name that is not just above every other name. It says he is Far above every other name. Far, far above every other name. Like there's Jesus and his power and then there's daylight and then there's the other principalities and power. He is far above. What does that mean for you today? Trying to live your life, 
with the pressures that you face. That means that the voice of accusation and torment that comes against you has no right to be there. That means that condemnation and feelings of hopelessness and the spirit of fear that might try to control you has no right to be there. That means that intimidation has no right to be there. That means that shame and oppression has no right to be there. Every demonic spirit has been disarmed. What authority do they have? They have the ability to deceive us into believing their lies. To deceive us to, f- to, be, to feel afraid. But the truth is, they only have the power toward us that we give them. Did you get that? They only have the power toward us that we give them. Some of us need to get a greater understanding of that today. He is more powerful. The name of Jesus is far above every other name. Every other name. And when, as I was praying yesterday, I felt the Holy Spirit talk to me about some people here today that need to, they need to have something broken off their life. Because there has been an assignment come against them. And we are going to be praying at the end of this service that you will be set free by the power of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Don't buy into it, guys. It's all smoke and mirrors. It's lies. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but Jesus came that you may have life. So when we find ourselves fighting, because we do, we do what it says in Ephesians 6, and we stand and we fight. We don't lie down and quit and say, oh, this is just all too hard. I'm just going to give up. Ephesians 6, if you read through Ephesians 6, it tells us to stand and fight. But it doesn't just say it once. It doesn't just say it twice. It says it three times. How about that? So God's saying, guys, stand. And when you've done everything else, stand. Stand, therefore. So in in fact, he just keeps wanting to say to you, stand. Stand. Stand with the sword of the Spirit, which is God's indispensable weapon. It it breaks through. Here's Here's a quote for you. The death of Christ was not only a pardon, it manifested might. It not only cancelled debt, it was a glorious triumph. (laughs) Hallelujah. It was a glorious triumph that he wants you to live in, that he wants me to live in. Some of us feel beaten up, cynical even, defeated, jaded because of the fight, because of the exhaustion. You know what? We're going to pray for you because that assignment is going to be broken in the name of Jesus. Okay, in him is all wisdom and knowledge. In him is all power and authority. And the last thing is in him we live. In him we live. That's the plan for a Christian. That's the plan for someone who has a relationship with Jesus Christ. We live in him. We remain in him. John 15 says that apart from him we can do nothing. Nothing. 
Acts 17 says this, for in him we live and move and exist. We live, we move and exist. Colossians says it like this. Colossians 2 verse 7 says, you've received Christ, the master, now live him. You're deeply rooted in him. You're well constructed upon him. You know your way around the faith. Now just do what you've been taught. School's out. Quit studying the subject and start living it. And let your living spill over into thanksgiving. You know your way around the faith. Now do what you've been taught. You have everything you need. You do. If you've received Christ, you have everything you need. You've been given everything you need, him. There's nothing missing. There's, there's no other mystery to solve. There's no other piece of the puzzle that you need. Just go ahead with what you've been given, him. He is enough. And with him, you are enough. You are more than enough. It says you're well constructed upon him, you're rooted in him. As you keep seeking after him, your life is going to change in magnificent ways. Look to him. Focus on him. That's what Hebrews tells us, to keep our eyes fixed on him. Seek his wisdom. You can come up, band. Seek his understanding. Just keep walking toward him. What does that mean? It means praying. It means reading the word. It means listening to him. It means putting aside other things and, and delighting in him. What is ahead of you that you maybe have been putting off that you need to jump into in 2020? Don't second guess yourself any longer. Don't think, well, I just need to wait until I have, fill in the blank, some people do that. You don't need to wait any longer. You've got Jesus. What are you waiting for? The Bible says in Colossians 2 that you have been made complete in him. It's what it says, Colossians 2.10. So you also are complete through your union with Christ. The message version says it like this. I love it. It says, entering into his fullness is not something you figure out or achieve. You can't figure it out, guys. He is the mystery. He is the secret. You can't figure him out. And I'm so glad because I don't want a God that I can figure out. You can't, entering in, you can't figure it out and you can't achieve it by yourself. You can't do more. You can't do any more. You've got the fullness of God living inside you right now. I want to just talk to, to those of you today who think, well, yes, but I think I just need to do a little more. I might just need to achieve something else so that I can make it in. No, you're already in because of Jesus. You're already in because of of what He did at the cross for you. You are already in, you are already complete. Paul says to the Colossian church, this is how Colossians 2 ends. He says to them, guys, don't be bullied by so-called religious people who are more concerned with looking right 
than they are in trusting what Jesus did for them. Who are more concerned with the appearance of wisdom in man-made wisdom, because it's all show. They were legalistic and they were preaching that you've got to do this and you can't do that. And He said, no, it's self-imposed religion. And we, we can fall into self-imposed religion really easily. Well, God's going to be pleased with me if I just, well, no, actually, no. I do stuff because I love Jesus and I want to have a relationship with Him. But it's not dependent on what I do and don't do because Jesus already did it. My salvation is dependent on what He already did. Self-imposed religion will kill you. Self-imposed religion killed Christ, nailed Him to the cross. People who try to make themselves right with God it's a dead end street. It's not the truth. Self-imposed religion is man reaching to God, trying to, God, if I could just, if I could just keep all of those rules. Christianity is God reaching down to man in love through Christ. He didn't just reach down, he, he came down. He came down. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au. We hope to see you in church again this weekend.